They seek to impose and expand an empire of oppression in which a tiny group of brutal, self-appointed rulers control every aspect of every life. understand the difficult position here, which is that uh, Yanukovych was elected and we are not in the business of encouraging uh, rebellions and revolutions uh, on the streets against elected leaders because we ultimately think that elections, as you mentioned, are the place in which you should settle your differences. The, the issue here is that um, Yanukovych lost his legitimacy to govern when he used force to try to break up these protests. And the United States um, didn't go on to that 
square in any meaningful way uh, until uh, the president tried to break up the peaceful protests. That's why Senator McCain and I went. And we certainly got a lot of grief from people asking why two U.S. senators are going to the square to support a protest movement against an elected government. We did that because we think that there were human rights and civil rights that were violated there. And we've always stood up for that uh, for that concept. And, and again, I think that answers your second question as to why you had um, foreign ministers and foreign leaders who were on that square. It was because we're standing up for the idea that people should be able to lodge protests against their government.
What do you think? Uh, I think we're in play. Um, the the uh, Klitschko piece is obviously the complicated electron here, um, especially the announcement of him as deputy prime minister. And, and you've seen some of my notes on the troubles in the marriage right now. So we're trying to get a read really fast on where he is on this stuff. But I think your argument to him, which you'll need to make, I think that's the next phone call we want to set up, is exactly the one you made to, to Yachts. And I, I'm glad you sort of put him on the spot on where he fits in this scenario. And I'm very glad he said what he said in response. Good. So uh, I don't think Cleach should go into the government. I don't think it's necessary. I don't think it's a good idea. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess... <sighs> You think, what, in terms of him not going into the government, just let him sort of stay out and do his political homework and stuff. I'm just thinking, in terms of sort of the process moving ahead, we want to keep the moderate Democrats together. The problem is going to be Tony Book and his guys. And, you know, I'm sure that's part of what Yanukovych is calculating on all of this. Um, I'm I, kind I, of, I, just, I think Yatz is the guy who's got the economic experience, the governing experience. He's, he's the guy, you know, what he needs is Cleach and Tony Book on the outside. He needs to be talking to them four times a week, you know. I, I, I just think Cleach going in, he's going to be at that level working for Yatz and Yuk. It's just not going to work. Yeah, no, it, I, think that's, you know? I think that's right. Okay. Langley recently with a plain and simple dream Wanna infiltrate some third world place and topple their regime Those men in black with their mansion suitcases Where everything's on a need to know basis Agents got that swagger Everyone's so cloak and dagger I'm feeling nervous but I'm really kinda wishing For an undercover mission That's when the red alert came on the radio And I put my earpiece on Sunglasses on, and I had my weapon drawn. So I get my handcuffs, my cyanide pills, my classified dossier. Coming the phones like yeah, shredding the files like yeah. I memorized all the enemy's files. I gotta neutralize today. Yeah, it's a party in the CIA. Yeah, it's a party in the CIA. I've done a couple of crazy things that have almost gotten me dismissed Like terminate some head of state who wasn't even on my list Burn that microfilm, buddy, will you? i tell you why, but then I'd have to kill you You need a quickie confession? We'll start a waterboarding session No hurry on this South American dictator I'll assassinate him later That's when he walked right in my laser sights And my silencer was on a silencer was on And another target's gone Yeah, we got our black ops All over the world From Kazakhstan to Bombay Paying the bribes like yeah Plugging the leaks like yeah Interrogating the scum of the earth We'll break them by the break of day Yeah It's a party in the CIA Yeah It's a party in the CIA Need a country to stabilize, stabilize. Look no further, we're your guys, we're your guys. We've got snazzy suits and ties, suits and ties. 
the fact that you will fight for your homeland. Your fight is our fight. 2017 will be the year of offense. All of us will go back to Washington and we will push the case against Russia. Enough of a Russian aggression. It is time for them to pay a heavier price. Our fight is not with the Russian people, but with Putin. Our promise to you is to take your cause to Washington. Inform the American people of your bravery and make the case against Putin to the world.
darkness world stops turning This is where the body's burning No more war pigs have the power Hand of God has struck the hour Day of judgment God is calling For the sinking Hate and laughing spreads his wings over the, you know, the, the atrocities, allegedly, of Putin in Ukraine and all these Ukrainians that have been killed, and you tweet about it nonstop. Why did you not tweet once about the atrocities that were perpetrated by the Ukrainian government from 2014 to 2022 against those ethnic Russians in the Donbass?
Good evening, everybody. You're tuned into Cheap Tuesdays, 101.5 UMFM. This is the conspiracy theory episode, or the hypocrisy for thee, but not for me, wherein we go down the rabbit hole, which is what people call reading, researching, and stating facts now. Started it off with Bush talking about empire. That would be the second Bush. And we went into um, bad religion, the empire strikes first. And uh, the lyrics that I like from this is where he says, we strike first and we're unrehearsed. Here we go again to stage the greatest show on heaven and earth. Come on, get your money's worth. And uh, I think that there's a lot of truth in that. Um, Then we had Senator Chris Murphy uh, talking about the Ukraine in 2014 and the, the coup that took place to remove the democratically elected government. And uh, his words there, I don't know if you noticed, Yanukovych was elected, who was the president who was a bit more sympathetic to Russia. He was elected, but we decided he lost his legitimacy. And the reason why, because he fought back against violence being instigated by the U.S. And that's according to a lot of very reliable sources, okay? That is not a, a conspiracy theory. That is people with a lot of experience in history and in politics saying that. So, uh, you know, that's him That's him openly just admitting, yeah, we decided that he lost his legitimacy, so we had him removed. You know? Okay, great. It's nice when people just say it out loud. But there you go. Um, Fishbone after that with a track called Servitude uh, that I quite like. And I like how he says here, who, who do you serve for whose empire and whose whims? Is your honor judged by men? Will you lie? Will you lie if they say it's their will? Will you die or continue to kill until the generals all have their fill? Nice lyrics on that one. I like that. Uh, Then we heard uh, Victoria Newland's infamous phone call. And uh, she's a neocon. And I don't know if you know what that is, neoconservatives. Um, And she was one that was actually advising Dick Cheney uh, during the Bush era. And she was part of that whole group of people that brought us such hits as the Iraq War. Um, and in this phone call, she's talking to another swamp monster whose name I can't remember. It doesn't matter. Um, picking who's going to be the next president of the Ukraine after the revolution in 2014. Yats is the guy, right? Don't put this guy in power. He doesn't know what he's doing. This is the guy we need to have in power. And these are the people we need to have around him. Just outright saying it in a phone call. Um, Weird Al Yankovic, (laughs) after that, uh, party at the CIA with a funny take. Uh, Apparently, it's a Miley Cyrus uh, parody. I don't know. Um, I moved on to Langley recently with a plane and a simple dream. Want to infiltrate some third world place and topple their regime. Yeah, I mean, he knows it. That's what the CIA does. I mean, he's joking, right? Because it's a parody, but it's obviously true. And it only takes a basic understanding of 20th and 21st century world history to know it. It's happened over and over and over and over again that the U.S. has done this, particularly in Central and South America, but also in the Middle East and Africa. So why would there be any doubt that they did it in the Ukraine, especially when we have that phone call and we have that senator just flat out admitting it, you know? There's another line in there that I like. He goes, uh, uh, I've done a couple of crazy things that have almost gotten me dismissed, like terminate some head of state who wasn't even on my list, (laughs) which is great. Fantastic lyrics from Weird Al there. And then we went into another historical document, Lindsey Graham and McCain, uh, uh, senators both, John McCain, who's since passed, and Lindsey Graham, uh, and they're talking. And uh, Lindsey Graham's quote here, 2017 will be the year of offense. 
Okay, will be then means we don't know exactly, I guess, the date, but early 2017 or maybe late 2016. And that's supported by the fact that Senator John McCain is there and he died in the summer of 2018. So we're definitely talking pre the Russian invasion of Ukraine, right? Definitely before that, four or five years before that. Okay, and what are they doing there? What are they doing in the Ukraine? Talking like that to Ukrainian troops, like their army commanders, and they're two senators from, from the U.S., right? Does that not make you ask any questions? And this was after the Ukraine and Russia had signed the Minsk Accords, which was supposed to have brought peace to the region. Of course, we know via the words of Ukrainian officials themselves, including the ex-president at the time that the Minsk Accords were signed, the ex-Ukrainian president, that the Ukraine never had the intention of honoring the, the Accords just using them to buy more time to build up more weapons so that they could stage attacks. <clears throat> Again, un unimpeachable sources uh, available on that information. Um, we went into Faith No More War Pigs uh, doing a cover of Black Sabbath. I, I actually have grown to like the Black Sabbath version. I've, I've used to always kind of have a problem with them because I never loved his voice. And the recording quality always sounded kind of like, you know, as a bit of an audio nerd, I always kind of didn't like that the recordings sounded no good. I've come around since then, but uh, the Faith No More version I like because I like Faith No More a lot. Um, but anyway, here's some of the lyrics. Um, Politicians hide themselves away. They only started the war. Why should they go out to fight? They leave that role to the poor. Love those words. Love those words because they're totally true. I've always loved the idea that if any country wants to fight another country in a war, the children, like 18 plus, of course, but the children of everyone in the government of that country have to be on the front lines, okay, in the first invasion, in the first battle. The children of the president, the children of the government officials, and again, I don't, I just, I don't mean children, like actual children, I mean 18 plus. <clears throat> you can bet diplomacy would become real popular all of a sudden if that was the rule. Um, then um, we had, after that, a little sample YouTube commenter, Jackson Hinkle, who, as far as I know, does not have any credentials to make him a reliable source. Okay, so just to be clear on that. But what he said in that short clip is backed up by the UN's own data, which they have published. Thousands of ethnic Russians in the Donbass were killed in attacks by the Ukrainian government from around 2014 to around 2022 before the Russian invasion. That is a fact. Okay, you can even go back in time to older mainstream media sources and you can see them on the ground in the Donbass reporting on the bombing of civilian houses, you know, just like they used to report on the actual real Nazis in the Ukraine before 2022 as well. You know, both of these things people like to pretend don't exist now, but they're a thing. So a uh, bikini kill uh, finished us off with uh, resist psychic death. There's more than two ways of thinking. There's more than two ways of knowing which uh, I 100% agree with. And so what I've tried to present you here with today uh, in the first half of the show are facts. Uh, this is not conspiracy theory. This is not going down the rabbit hole. Uh, this is called understanding the world and the way it works based on past behaviors and historical facts. And this barely scratches the surface of the facts of this current conflict, uh, the one that's threatening to literally destroy the world, according to the experts at the Bulletin of Atomic Scientists, who early this year said we were at 90 seconds to midnight, closer than we've ever been to destroying the world, primarily because of the war in Ukraine, right? So... This, uh, this, uh, this automatic labeling of somebody who's thoughtful and nuanced as being a conspiracy theorist 
is not a new thing, by the way. It's a modern version of something that George Orwell wrote about in his introduction to Animal Farm, you know, way back in the 40s, right? Almost 100 years ago. It's, it's the way democracies operate, right? Authoritarian countries can just outright ban the information if they don't want you to know it. Okay, democracies can't really do that, although, well, they can now, <laughs> right? The uh, authoritarian countries, they can just arrest the journalist and keep him in prison and not give you the information. Cough, cough, Julian Assange, cough, cough, right? Um, but democracies tend to not want to do that. They have a strong social constraint, though, where the bounds of a conversation are tightly controlled, and anyone who goes, out, goes outside of those bounds is automatically labeled. Um, or as Orwell said, it's, it's, it is understood that certain things are just not done or just not said. And these are very tight social constraints. Chomsky, uh, Noam Chomsky elaborated on this further in his seminal work, Manufacturing Consent, by the way. It's standard media criticism, nothing controversial at all, really, um, to be honest. So uh, just so you know, that's the way things are working right now. Um, and yeah, we are living in 1984, <laughs> which is great. I thought I wouldn't like it, but boy, do I love it. <laughs> uh, uh, so, hey, there's a score. And um, I'm going to have to give some credit here to my older brother for tuning me on to this. And it's kind of old. It's for a video game called Hyper Light Drifter, one that I haven't played. And the basic outline of the game, you're the player who controls, you control the, the drifter, uh, a character that has access to technology that's long been forgotten by the inhabitants of the game's world, uh, and this world is suffering from an unspecified illness. That's the outline of the game. Um, seemed like an interesting enough game, but I, I got really interested in it when uh, he was playing the score for me, and I looked down at the little monitor and it said, oh, that says disaster piece. And uh, that'll be now the third Disaster Piece score that I've played on the show. Most famously, I think, for a lot of people, he did the horror movie It Follows, which was fantastic. The movie and the score. Um, uh, really highly recommended if you haven't seen it. And then last year, uh, I did a little bit of a sort of a more charming one. Um, Marcel the Shell with Shoes On. And that might have even been two years ago because it says 2021 here on Wikipedia. But uh, yeah, uh, charming, but not quite the same. Um, so this is the third one, and if I'm just quickly scanning down the list, there's not a lot that I really recognize that he's done, but there's a lot of video games. He has scored a lot, and including uh, Fez, which is a great game that uh, I still kind of mystifies me. Uh, I haven't quite even gotten 10% through it, but uh, a yeah, very interesting one. So um, anyway, Disaster Piece. Uh, not very old. Um, you know, still in his late 30s, but building up quite a collection of scores. And uh, I enjoyed this one. I, I've put together a selection of tracks that I think uh, are really good. When you're listening to the full thing, it is pretty long, and there's quite a lot of slow, ambient pieces. So if that's not your thing, you might not dig it that much. But uh, when you take out those ambient pieces, there's a lot in here. There's a lot to enjoy. So Disaster Piece hyper light drifter thanks for tuning in this week folks for a brand new show if you're tuned in august 15th 2023 and uh, i'll be back with more new shows uh that's my goal so stay tuned 10 to 11 p.m see ya